I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hello, hello, hey, people. How are you? How are you? I hope and pray that you are well. I hope and pray that in spite of circumstances, that you know that you are well. Um. I am excited to be with you tonight. I didn't even look at my notes. When's the last time I was with you? My goodness, 9-11. So almost a month ago, 9-11. Wow, time flies, time flies. Today I had pressing obligations, other things going on. Seems like I have been dealing with one battle or one situation after the other, and so as I was finishing up some some uh, mandatory things around here, around the house, around the headquarters, because my house is also my headquarters, I was like, Lord, I really have other things that I need to finish up. I don't know how I'm supposed to do a program tonight, so I just began to talk to the Lord while I was working on those other things, and I just said, Lord, you told me that um, this platform is my um, is my primary platform. Yes, I have a Facebook page. Um, my Facebook page has been restricted and censored for almost three years now, so I don't have that much of a reach on Facebook. Yes, I have an Orbeez page. I have a YouTube page, but the Lord told me this radio platform is my primary platform. I said, yet, Lord, it seems that um, lately, especially like in the last year, I don't have the time to be on there, to be on here like I used to and like I want to be. So I just began to talk to the Lord about that, and I just said, Lord, of course there are many things that I could go on the air and talk about. You know, there's... there's um." things going on in the in the world that are pretty significant things. Um, I could talk about what's going on in Israel. That's been heavy on my heart. I've been talking to uh, my daughter about that and, you know, watching the coverage uh, from various pastors and some, some conservative news outlets about that. But I just said, Lord, what should I talk about? What do you want me to talk about? You know, what's, 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 what's good from your perspective for me to talk about? And the scripture came to my mind. So I guess you can call this our introduction. Okay? I'm setting the table, so to speak, for what we're going to talk about tonight. And the scripture came to my mind, and it comes out of the book of Isaiah. So let me go to that right quick. 
I wrote it down in my notes, but I didn't open my Bible to it. So it's Isaiah. Uh-oh. What happened to me? Oh, okay. I bumped something and my screen went black. Okay, so Isaiah 55. It's Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9. Interestingly, the Lord had me talk about verse 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Um, verse 7 let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and he shall have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. If I'm not mistaken, the last time I did a Facebook live or one of the times, may, may not have been the last time, the Lord took me to the ver- the verse, the verses that I just read. <laughs> okay. And now he he brings me back to this chapter with the next two verses, 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as high, I'm sorry, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, So are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. That's the scripture that came to my mind while I was talking to the Lord. So, that's what I'm going to talk about tonight. I'm going to talk about the fact that God's ways and God's thoughts are not like our thoughts. He doesn't do things the way that we think he should do them. He doesn't think the way that we think or think that he should think. So many times we become perplexed. We become confused. Some of us even become angry. There was a time in my life that I became angry with the Lord. Because I felt like he let me down. I felt like he disappointed me in serious ways, in huge ways. If you've been following me then or listening to me, then you know about my personal testimony. You know about my book, The Story of Me. You know I experienced um, severe traumas. In my childhood, I'm looking out here, and it looks like it is raining, y'all. So on the break, I might have to run out and get my dog, my dogs. But anyway, I experienced severe trauma. Yep, I do have to go get my dog. Um, As a girl, and then more trauma in my early years, my teens and and adult years, my 20s, and I finally got to a point where I became angry with God because I felt like he let me down, okay? I found out by his grace that he didn't let me down, that in spite of the pain and the suffering that I endured, that he was with me when the Lord restored me that's one of the things that he um, 
made sure that I knew when he began to comfort me, when I began to feel his presence again, he he reassured and impressed in my spirit that he was with me throughout all of the things that I suffered, um, throughout all of the pain that he was there, that things would have actually been worse had he not been there. So that is an example of how God's ways are not our ways, okay? And his thoughts are not our thoughts. What does it say in verse um, 9? For as high as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. In our minds, naturally, we would say, and many do say, why would God let those horrible things happen? Why wouldn't God instead stop the evil? Why wouldn't he prevent that assault or that um, loss of life or that um, loss of health, uh, limb, eyesight, or... Um, job, why wouldn't God prevent it all? If he is God, why does he allow these types of things? Well, Scripture does give us some understanding of that, but not enough for most of us to be fully satisfied with that unless we are fully submitted to understanding that we will not understand everything that God does because his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. So what I'm going to do after the break is I'm going to talk to you about some of the battles that I have continued to fight that I am still in, (laughs) some of the conversations that I've been having with the Lord and some of the answers that he's given me because of my questions, (laughs) I pray that these conversations and, and communications will be a blessing to you because nine times out of ten, someone listening to me is dealing with things that they don't understand that are perplexing that are confusing, confusing, <laughs> did I say, confusing. Uh, I just had a thought, so I'm writing down something else so I don't forget uh, to to reference that. Um, hallelujah. I just thought about another story in the Bible that I didn't put in my notes. So, when I come back, that's the direction I intend to go. Um, In terms of catching up, let me see. Usually when I've been gone for a minute, I like to tell you what I've been up to. Well, part of the things that I'm going to talk about are actually going to let you know what I've been up to. (laughs) In addition to, well, actually several, yeah, several of the, the things that I'm going to talk about 
are going to let you know what I've been up to, why my schedule is so um, impacted. Um, I Well, I didn't have that on my list to say, but maybe I'll throw that in there too. All right, more after the break. the tragic past shattered your future or your now don't let it this is i'm not the woman i used to be i'm free with minister diane jones and we'll be right back after these equipping the saints ministries our mission is to equip and mature the people god calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness, to create soldiers for the army of the Lord, and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72 Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls, and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of the story of me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The story of me. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Forgive me, I am out of breath. I had to run outside, like I said, bring in one of the dogs. The other one is still outside, but he has a house that he can go in. (laughs) My girl, 
this is just side note. My girl has been challenging me on every on every side, okay? I thought she had grown out of some of her rebellious, um, feisty ways because she's actually been pretty settled for the last two months. But here recently, uh, just in the last few weeks, um, she... Uh, I've been I've been allowing her to go out and hang out in the yard. You know, I've got a pretty nice yard and big yard, and I've been letting her to go hang out in the yard. And I got a knock on the door and looked up one day and my looked, looked at my camera, and I saw the neighbor was there with, with a black dog. And I'm thinking to myself, I wonder if, if that's my – I thought it was my boy dog, my other dog. I run to the door. And it's my girl. And she's just wagging her tail, and she's just so happy. He he says, is this your dog? I said, yeah. I'm like, how in the world did she get out? I looked all over my yard. I didn't find a broken place in the fence. I didn't find a hole where she dug herself out. I really believe she finally figured out how to climb the fence. She, I think she figured out, which I figured one day she would do, because she's been climbing out of her kennel. I bought her a kennel, an outdoor kennel, that truthfully wasn't big enough. I didn't realize that um, that was, I guess, foolishness on my part, that she was going to get as big as she got. And um, she began to destroy that kennel from day one, almost from day one. She climbed, before she figured out how to climb out of it, she figured out how to uh, dig under it. She was digging herself out from under it, digging her way into my boy's kennel. Uh, then I blocked the holes, put uh, pavers down so that she couldn't dig under it. Then she started tearing up the actual wire chain link connections. She figured out how to tear them apart so she could get out that way. Then I rewired those, reinforced them with... Um, you know, um, uh, hangers, basically. Uh, and so she couldn't do that anymore. So then she started jumping the fence, climbing the actual fence. So I wasn't planning on talking about this, but it just happens that I had to go and get her, and it made me think about it. So then me and my daughter, the last time my daughter was here, we worked on actually reinforcing her kennel with wood panels. We got most of it done the sides, but now we have to finish the top. We have to finish the roof. I can't put her in there in container because I know she will climb that fence if there's no roof on it. So what does she do? Prove me right. She proved me right because a few weeks ago she got out of the yard. She climbed, uh, well, she climbed my regular fence, my regular chain link fence, and got out of the yard. Okay? So She's been defiant here lately. Woke up just two days ago, and she got out of the cage that I keep her in at nighttime. I can't let her roam free in my house, and I knew that because of her personality. Well, I've had her for two years now. She somehow managed to get out of her cage, and I have no idea how she really, I'm not sure if I just didn't close it properly. I'm hoping that that's what it was. 
but she got out of her cage, and when I woke up, she had destroyed everything she could get a hold of in my sunroom. And she had even fed one of the leashes to the boy who was still in the cage, the boy dog. She fed a leash to him, and he it was a rope leash, an old one that I wasn't using anymore. But he had swallowed the majority of that leash, all but the handle, the little wood handle that was on it. He, that was sticking out of his mouth, you guys, because he was trying to swallow that before I could get to him. He literally had a leash hanging out of his mouth that she somehow dug out of my supplies and fed to him through the cage. So he was about to choke himself to death, and this was all because of her bad behavior. She had pooped, she had peed, and she had tore up everything she could get her mouth on. So anyway, she's been giving me a run for my money lately, and I'm, I said, Lord, I'm seriously thinking about rehoming her. <laughs> I, I know that that's my frustration talking. But anyway, back to what I was talking about being in battles being in one battle after the other sometimes feeling like it's too much sometimes feeling like you're losing battles sometimes feeling like the enemy of our souls is winning sometimes maybe even wrestling with the fact that the wicked are thriving and we believers followers of Christ born again people are still struggling okay let me remind you of what I just read God's ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts okay So, what have I been up to pertaining to this topic? Some of you may recall, and some of you may not be aware, that years ago, back in 2015, um, I began a a battle, a battle um, to help my family recover mineral interest that was stolen from our grandfather years, many, many years before, back in, I want to say, the I believe it was 97, okay? This uh, assignment is what I believe it is, um, ended up in my lap when uh, members of my family had tried to um, resolve this issue and research this issue and ran into a dead end. So they solicited my help, and that portion of the battle actually began further back. It began in 2012. A lot of the research, a lot of the foundational um, things that I had to do and learn about actually happened way back in 2012. Well, in 2015, um, I entered into legal battles with a company called Samson Resources, who we discovered had also 
not been paying us properly, who told us that they had no mineral lease on file regarding our um, mineral interest and our royalties. So that caused a major battle to ensue. Um, How can you pay us correctly if you don't have the proper paperwork on file to even know what you're supposed to pay us? Um, That was the final question that I asked the the final judge um, in the matter. I won't rehash all of that because I've talked about that in the past, and if you're interested in the details, you can actually go back on the radio show page and you can find the um, subjects where I talked about my battles as well as other families that I got to know when I was going through that battle. There were several other families To my knowledge, all of them were people of color. They were all black, and they were all in similar, very similar, almost identical situations. They were either not being paid or improperly being paid, and so we were all in this major battle trying to right this wrong. And one by one, we were plucked off, if you will, plucked off, just... This company had the money, um, they had the means to lawyer up, and even when they lost um, a battle with me, the Lord had fortified me and used me to act as my family's um, attorney, and I had to go to hearings, and I had to speak on our behalf, and I spelled it all out to the the first judge, and that judge actually um, um, awarded me the motion that I had before him, which was for mediation and settlement. He awarded me and he complimented me and told me that he had never had a pro se person stand before him and present a case as thorough and as well as I had done. And so we won a major victory. We, we, I couldn't, I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm not with Lord, wow, this was unbelievable. I had never done anything like this before. I'm not a licensed attorney, but God fortified me and he used me, and we won that particular battle. This company regrouped, got rid of those lawyers, and got newer, higher-priced, and more uh, vicious lawyers, if you will. And they um, somehow... Something occurred where they got rid of the first judge who assured them that things would be the same. More after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. <laughs> a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and 
and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from authorhouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people, I'm going to try to speed this up because I'm going to run out of time if I don't. Um, as I was saying, they somehow got rid of the first judge who had assured the company that was fighting against us that the outcome would be the same if they went to trial. And they wanted to go to trial anyway and challenge our proof of claims is what they called it by trial. Next thing we know, they got rid of the judge with no explanation. They just pulled him off the case after he scheduled the the trial. And he had been on the case for two years at that point. No excuse, no, no, nothing. But they got a different judge and that judge basically came back and said everything that that previous judge had said didn't mean what we thought it meant. And he, um, started defending the the the, the plaintiffs um, just totally threw me off my game um, by God's grace I was able to regroup and finish up my presentation and one of the last things that I said to him that he actually acknowledged and agreed with me about was your honor how can they be paying us correctly if they don't even have a lease if they didn't even have a lease all these years and isn't that proof enough? And he said, yes, yes, Mrs. Jones, you're right. And then he still came back and awarded the plaintiffs that judgment. He still came, uh, turned against us, turned everything upside down and turned everything backwards and dismissed our proof of claims um, said that the company was paying us correctly, yada, yada, yada. I was literally just dumbfounded. Dumbfounded. I like, ah, Lord, I don't understand. Why would you have me fight this battle for all this time? Why would you even give me a major victory and then have us turn around and lose the battle? The Lord began to um, do several things. He encouraged me, for one, to keep on fighting. He told me not to quit. 
I took my case all the way up to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court uh, refused to hear the case, again, without any explanation. But the Lord encouraged me to continue to fight the case until I couldn't fight it anymore. But he also revealed to me that one of the reasons that things uh, turned against me was that there was division in the ranks amongst my, me and my family, that in the midst of the successes that the Lord had given us, my own family members, several of them, significant number of them, had actually turned against me and were angry because of me winning the victory that I won on our behalf. And they were angry because the judge complimented me and they felt like I was trying to take the praise and the credit for the victory. And I had done no such thing. So anyway, that all ended around 2018, okay? That was only one battle that I was in. I was in another battle in Texas, in Russ County, Texas, related to that same property, but for another reason. Um, through my research, I discovered that our grandfather, not only were we not being paid correctly by different various oil companies, but that a locator service had also taken 50% of our grandfather's mineral interest. Illegally, I, through the help of another lawyer, found out that the statutes had changed that prevented a service like that, a national locator or a service like that from um, uh, accepting fees or payment in the form of mineral interest. They were not allowed to have repayment in the form of mineral interest um, or royalties. It was supposed to be only 10% of the value of the property. And in doing that, they were supposed to actually let the person know what the value of the property was so that the person could know that they were only being charged 10% of that value and it was supposed to be payment in cash, basically, or monetarily, but not minerals and uh, royalties, mineral interest or royalties. So I found, out, found that out, and I had won a major victory. I had won a default judgment in 2017, um, recovering that 50% mineral interest on behalf of my family, and um, uh, my grandfather. Um, one of my uh, several, a few family members uh, helped me in that case, just like um, one, of, one of my brothers, or, well, a few family members stuck with me in the other case, in the bankruptcy situation, and a few were working with me and stuck with me in the Russ County situation. And I won that victory, and unbelievably, unbelievably, 2021, now I continued to fight. I had to continue to fight that battle because even after I got a judgment from the judge, you know, giving me back that mineral interest, then I had to fight to recover monies that were being held up, that were being and still are being held up in the comptroller's office in Texas, okay, because the comptroller would not acknowledge the default judgment. They just blatantly defied it and said didn't have anything to do with them. 
that they weren't named in the lawsuit, so it didn't apply to them, and um, they weren't going to release the funds that I found were being held in the comptroller's office in the name of that company that had ripped us off, okay? So I was in that battle. That was another battle that was going on for several years. 2021 rolls around, and I find out, now this is after losing my husband. This is after Chris passes away, and that was a battle in itself. That was a confusing, perplexing time in itself. I thought that I had clearly heard from the Lord, and I still believe I had, that his sickness, the sickness was not unto death that took his life. I didn't expect, in spite of how bad the news got, that he was going to leave here. So when he left here, I was totally confused, totally. I mean, it really took the Lord to ground me and to encourage me and to comfort me and to basically give me other, you know, other insight. I I ended up believing that it was not, the sickness wasn't, was not what, the sickness of COVID, I should say, was not the only reason that Chris passed, but he actually ended up getting another infection in the hospital. I've talked about this on the show before, MRSA, MRSA, and there were some other spiritual things that were going on that I think the battle ended up being so great for him that he decided to go home and be with the Lord. And the best that I can understand is that the Lord was telling me at first to hold on and to trust him and to believe this sickness is not unto death, but then he gave Chris the choice that Chris at some point decided maybe because he was fighting the battle he thought or felt like he was alone because I couldn't be there with him. I couldn't go to the hospital. His family, we weren't allowed to go see him and I don't know what all was in his heart and in his mind, but maybe the battle just became overwhelming and he just began to feel like it was better to go home and be with Jesus. And and the Lord said, gave him a choice. And so the Lord began to give me different insight when he left here. Again, I'm talking about how God's ways are not our ways and how his thoughts are not our thoughts. So I had lost my husband in 2020. Then in 2021, I am sued. I find out that the the comptroller of Texas took it upon themselves to go and search for people who they believed were the rightful um, heirs to the company that had frauded my grandfather. They literally sent someone to their city. They they searched them out, found, you know, they went to uh, the newspapers and somebody at the newspapers heard of the family and um, they literally found this family and, and to give the family an opportunity to fight against me. When the four-year statute of limitations was two days two days. Um, before being expired, 
they managed to find an attorney and sue me. They didn't sue me properly because they didn't send the paperwork to me that they were supposed to send the citation to me within the statute of limitations, but the judge didn't care about that. He gave them leeway um, because they had a notice to sue and an intent to sue. That was sufficient as far as he was concerned. Even though they didn't file it properly, that didn't matter. So the judge allowed, and we fought, and we fought. I fought. Me and my brother, we fought. But the, the judge allowed them to sue me. So since 2021, I've been in another battle. And again, I was totally perplexed. Lord, I do not understand why you would have me fight this battle, win this default judgment, put this assignment in my lap. This is something I've never done before. It is time-consuming. All of these battles have affected my finances, have affected my free time, have infringed upon. My family relationships have been strained. There's been tension in my family because of these things. And then now, after years, after years of being in the battle, someone would come forward to sue me. Okay? So for two years we fought over the fact that they shouldn't even be allowed to sue me because their father's company was the one that did this to us, not their father as an individual. It was a company, and according to the laws and according to the rules, an incorporated company um, has to be dissolved and its its um, interest and, and shares and things like that have to be, you know, um, taken care of and, and given to the right people and there's different procedures that are supposed to happen for it to be dissolved and this company was dissolved. More after the break. More after the break. <laughs> Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape child molesters or pedophiles but by choice and through lifestyle preferences who would enjoy being raped again and again why is rape spiritual as well as physical can a sex offender be healed from abusing others find answers to these and other questions in the pages of overcoming sexual abuse by Minister Diane Jones, available online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, and any major bookstore, Overcoming Sexual Abuse. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free 
on toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay. All right, people. I'm talking about being in battles and feeling like you're losing the battles, or in some cases, actually losing the battles. I'm talking about feeling like quitting, feeling like giving up, but the necessity and the need to understand that God puts us in certain situations and he allows certain things for his own reasons. And they are for our good. They are for our good. They are for his plans and purposes to be accomplished through us. It seems unfair sometimes. It seems perplexing. It seems confusing. But God's ways are not our ways. We cannot compare him to us and how we think and how we do things. We can't. We just can't. High as the heavens are his ways above our ways. The distance between earth and the heavens is um, significant. (laughs) I was doing some reading up on the atmosphere today and I don't want to misquote anything, but it was, I believe that we were saying that um, the the area right outside of what we call the sky becomes the Earth's atmosphere and that it is supposedly 60 miles wide, you know, like in, in width. But that's after the 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 first realm, if you will. So anyway, <laughs> the scripture says as high as the heavens. Now the heavens to me includes the first, second, and third heaven. So it's not just the earth's realm. It's not just the sky. It's not just the earth's atmosphere. It's the second heaven and then the third heaven, which is where the throne of God resides. God's ways are that much higher than ours. We don't understand. I did not understand. I was really upset. I was really, you know, after losing Chris, and I know he's not lost, lost. I know he's with the Lord, but it, but it was a major, major blow to me to lose the love of my life. Then I get sued, and then I'm in this two-year battle, And to bring it more current, in August, we had a final hearing on the pre-trial. This this battle that I've been in for the past two years has only been pre-trial issues, basically fighting to determine whether or not it should go to trial, whether it should be my default judgment, whether it should be overturned, whether it should be vacated, and whether I should have to go back to trial to prove the issues that I won by default judgment. 
in August, we had a final hearing on a motion for summary judgment, so I can kind of understand some of what's going on with the uh, President Trump situation in New York, the motion for summary judgment. The plaintiffs um, filed a motion for summary judgment. We opposed it. The judge, just like in the trial back in 2018, even after the plaintiffs admitted and we proved that the plaintiffs had no interest in the company because the father of the company had sold his interest in the company. He had partners. The partners, the surviving partner had dissolved the company. The father died. He sold his interest before he died. Then the partner dissolved the company. And we proved that, and they admitted it in court, in a hearing. But just like in the 2018 situation, the judge still vacated my default judgment, allowed and said that this whole matter has to start all over and go to trial. Again, again, does that make any sense to the natural mind? It didn't to mine. It didn't to my mind. I was, at first, I, I, I took it pretty well. At first, I was like, okay, well, obviously, this has to be fully exposed for some reason, and, you know, we just got to do what we got to do. But then I started thinking about all the hours and the time and the all-night, the, 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 the all-nighters that I've had to pull, researching and writing documents and filing papers, and I'm doing the work of a firm. Now, these people that are suing me have a firm representing them. The The oil company that I was battling in the bankruptcy case, they had several firms representing them. I'm being represented, if you will, supported, um, encouraged by the Lord, and at this point, one of my brothers and my daughter has encouraged us with counsel and this encouragement, but she can't do any of the research really or much of it. She's done a little bit um, because of her own obligations. But I'm like in this major battle against prestigious law firms and won some victories only to lose some battles. And here I am still in the battle. So as I began to think about what all is involved and not having my husband to help me anymore, um, having to go back to work full time, having the other battles that I've shared some of with you um, since Chris passing, the different obligations and responsibilities, then I began to get overwhelmed. Then I began to feel very defeated, very disappointed. I wanted to quit. I wanted to quit the battle. I said, what's the point? What's the point? Justice, there is no justice. In the legal system, I always felt like it would be God. If I won, that it would be God's favor. I always felt that because I didn't have a lot of faith in the legal system. 
for various reasons. I believe in law. I believe in order. I believe that there's a purpose for the legal system, but I believe that much of the legal system is corrupt. It has become corrupt because it's not about righteousness anymore. It's not about what's right and what's wrong. It's about precedent and what has been set before and somebody else's decision before and that decision may not have been based on right and wrong it may have been based on some technicality or who is more savvy and throwing out evidence that's relevant and different crazy things like that so i started thinking about everything that was involved and what i have to continue to do And how much longer is this going to take? Because battles can take years. And then I was overwhelmed. I literally wanted to quit. I felt uh, just despondent and sad about talk to my family about quitting it. Talk to my family about, hey, we, we we haven't gained anything from that first victory anyway. We haven't, we had, you know, the comptroller wouldn't release the money to us. We're not getting paid by any of these oil companies. What have we lost? I mean, it's just unjust. That's just the way it is. That's how I was feeling. But they encouraged me. They encouraged me. I cried out to the Lord about it. I cried myself to sleep about it. The Lord didn't really give me an answer for a while. He didn't give me an answer except through them, through my family, through my brother, through my daughter. Mom, you can't quit. That's what they want you to do. This is how they this is how the enemy works. This is how people that the enemy uses works. They want to frustrate you. They want you to throw up your hands in frustration. They want you to quit. So I said, Okay, I can't quit. I said, Lord, if I can't quit, then you're gonna have to strengthen me. You're gonna have to give me the motivation because I don't even feel motivated anymore. I need you to give me the motivation. And I was talking to the Lord, and I said, I'm in unfamiliar territory, Lord. How do I fight? How do I keep fighting when I don't have any more strength, when I don't have any more motivation to fight? And then he reminded me again of another scripture. Thank you, Jesus. That's why it's so important to know the Word of God, because then he reminded me of a scripture that says, He gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. And I said, "Mm, wow. So the Lord strengthened me to stay up, to pull a couple of all-nighters, to get my next phase of documents ready, to get my exhibits ready, to get my next motion ready. With the help of my brother staying on the phone with me, doing research with me, we got it filed on um, the, what was it, the 4th of this month, and the battle continues. The battle continues. Do I fully understand why I've had to go ups and downs, wins and losses? No. But the Lord reminds me of stories in the Bible, like Moses. Moses went before the Pharaoh ten times. Ten times. Ten different plagues. Each time after a plague, thinking Pharaoh was going to let the children of Israel go, only to be faced with another disappointment. 
until it escalated, until it got to the point where God wanted Pharaoh to be showed up, where God wanted to show up and show out strong, where God wanted to show the world that Pharaoh was defeated and destroy Pharaoh and his army. Army. Would we have done it that way? Would I have done it that way? Would you have done it that way? I'm sure we wouldn't have. We'd wanted to finish it probably out the gate. I probably would have wanted to finish it first time around. I would have wanted to celebrate and finish it. But God's ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts. I hope and pray I was going to talk about more than this, um, but I got the, the heart of the message across. I'm in battles. This is what's been taking up my extra time. While I haven't been able to be with you as much as I would like to, but... Stay in your battles, and we'll meet again. Until next time, God bless. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones on Toginet. Ladies, this is your chance to join us for stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet, in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a straight-up show to enlighten and to lighten your load. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. For more information on Diane and her book, go to her show page here on Toginet and email her directly. Then, get set to join us here again next Monday night for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com.